Thank you for calling to Pozzuan Associates Insurance Services. Please hold while we connect you to a representative. All calls may be recorded for quality and assurance purposes. Good afternoon, DNA Insurance. I'm going to speak to Alex, please. Who am I speaking with? Uh, it's Joey Jingola. Joey. And you said your last name, I'm sorry? Jingola. All right. One moment, please. Thank you. Dopazo and Associates Insurance Services appreciates your call. Please stay on the Mr. Jingola. Alex, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, buddy. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. You know, what we did was we looked for those, you know, those things that would generate amongst themselves, you know, they might might generate five or, or four leads each, uh, you know, some of the bigger ones will generate 10 or, or 12 or 15 leads, and then together they, they're, they're all of the leads we get in a month. It all adds up, but what do you do when you get them? That's my buddy Alex DePazzo of DePazzo & Associates down in beautiful Miami, Florida. And if you remember the last episode, Alex was on episode uh, 233, how to do amazing keyword, how to do amazing insurance keyword research. I think, yes. Uh, You know, and we were talking about his strategy for, you know, really drilling down on the different niches and how specific you needed to get. And now I'm, I'm kind of excited. I don't ever, I don't know that I've ever really talked about this before. I don't know why. And... It's the idea of, all right, when you get those inbound leads, how do you sell them? And this is a fancy term, believe it or not, called inbound selling. Imagine that, right? So it's a completely different kind of vibe and feel from what I've kind of gathered. And, and you know, definitely I've learned from, you know, watching uh, agents and hearing feedback from agents who have even, you know, got leads from trustedchoice.com to where, you know, it's, if you're not used to, talking to and approaching somebody that has that's that's reaching out to you through content that you provided to them it's a different experience than if you are out there doing the hunting doing doing the you know the killing and all that stuff all what sales terms all of those things it's a different experience and now alex in this case he's saying listen you know i think maybe in the last episode we talked about you know he's getting like you know, uh, 50 to 100 leads a month. And he's saying, listen, it's not that every single one of these pages is, is uh, delivering, you know, 50 to 100 leads. It's accumulation of 10 here, 20 there, so on and so forth. But they've, they've diversified enough. They've found enough kind of, you know, tree trimmers insurance pages to where the tree trimmers page might give five this month, 10 the next month. And, and again, it's adding all of those little segments up to where, you know, they're, they're getting a nice kind of push, a nice volume on... You know the inbound organic leads that they are kind of generating for the agency, and and once you start doing that though, it's it's a different experience, and, and this is where this is where if you're not kind of prepared, you could you know you could basically have a disjointed kind of uh, sales experience from what they've experienced from your marketing. You want to be able to keep providing them with information and value and education along the way because that's what a true inbound selling experience looks like but even more important than that the thing that 
I think we discount more than anything is that the product needs to match the marketing experience. And again, we, we put them around. We also had to have a product that fit, that we could sell quickly. You know, a lot of times when people search the internet, we, I found that when they type in blank insurance, uh, blank being the, the type of business that they're in, what they're looking for is almost always general liability. They're almost always looking for it to satisfy some municipality, landlord, or contract. It's usually one of those three. Well, this is where things get tricky because the product is the thing that's probably the least out of our control. I mean, we can decide what carriers we work with. We can decide what we're going to sell from those carriers. But ultimately, if there is, if, 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 if literally there is not a product that exists in insurance that, that is able to be sold in a way that kind of we think today's customer wants to buy, then we're kind of out of luck. And that's where we've been for a little bit where again, you know, Alex is like, we need some, some of this, you know, easy to, to kind of get through, easy to bind, easy to quote, easy to sell. For some of these internet people that are looking, it's usually to satisfy one of those three things. It's a bucket that, you know, uh, they, you know, they're, they're checking and they're discounting maybe in some way that it's, 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 it's for some reason other than the right reason to want to own this policy. And it's challenging, right? Because you're gonna you're gonna create this awesome marketing experience, right? You're gonna educate somebody all the way to your front door, and then all of a sudden we're gonna slam on the brakes and say, "Well, yeah, we've." I mean, can you send a check or money order or whatever the crazy thing is that an insurance company is doing that you just can't believe is happening in 2018, and and that's where the frustration sets in, and that's where you know if you if you've if the marketing is is in the in the business processes and everything's working, but then the product is just not there, that becomes that becomes very challenging. Now I think the interim solution is to you know like Alex is saying, listen, let's let's make sure we've got products that fit the things that we're ranking for and that are being found and that are going to match the expectation of the customer. But at the same time, there's only so much opportunity with so many things that you might be able to sell within your agency or be an expert in. And that's where I think the industry's got to come and meet us halfway and say, listen, we got to push to get more products, more lines of business to that point to where we can kind of meet those expectations and deliver that product in a way that is easy for everybody to experience and basically buy. Easy, easy. As easy as possible. Let me say that. Maybe that's better. Maybe that's the more responsible thing to say is that it is easy. It's it's as easy as possible because the thing that, you know, in some of these cases is that, hey, listen, insurance, it's not just for that thing. It's not just to have that piece of paper. It's not just to check that box. This is where, you know, we're able to, through the content, through the inbound selling process to kind of get people to understand exactly who we are, what our philosophy is and sell them you know, the way that, you know, we want to sell business. We're not just an order taker. We're that risk advisor. We're that, that person that is delivering value above and beyond just basically, again, facilitating the order. We're not just stamping the report and saying, here is your, here is your certificate of insurance, Mr. Smith, please go uh, pound some nails into some wood. You can go do your job now. That's not, I don't think that's what really we're chasing. And that's the power kind of the inbound selling approach because when you can do that and, and, and deliver that, then people start to understand who you are and why you do it. 
And then from there, you know, we can start building a conversation about, you know, what insurance is. I, you know, we educate people a lot when we're having the conversation about insurance is not about satisfying your landlord contract or municipality. Insurance is about, you know, it's about your business and it's about, you know, it's another tool in your business. Usually I, I pick a tool from whatever it is that they do and I say it would be no different than, you know, if they were a general contractor, it'd be no different than, you know, investing in a, in a backhoe or, you know, a crane. This is where things really get interesting, in my opinion, because, and I don't know if Alex is, is fully there yet. I'm not entirely sure. This was obviously uh, a while ago, as far as kind of him explaining this process to me. But this is where you have the opportunity through this process to essentially have things repeated back to you that you have produced for people to consume on their own time, part of that inbound selling approach, right? So once they've entered kind of your funnel, if you will, once they become a lead, it's a matter of, you know, Yes, you want to jump right on them, but if you can't get right to them, if you can't make that initial like, hey, we're going to you know, get on the phone and hammer this thing out, once they've decided to reach out to you, um, you know, those first points of contact, when they've become leads, you can kind of put some of this stuff out there, right? Alice can kind of have a video saying, listen, your insurance isn't about a certificate. It's about being a tool in your business. You can have a whole thing that, that you know, they might not necessarily find on their own through search, but this is the secondary content that I kind of always refer to that you can make sure that once you have them, once you've acquired them into your 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 kind of ecosystem, your solar system, one of the systems, they you can make sure that you get that kind of manifesto, your kind of insurance north star out to them and saying, listen, this is what is important. Much like you know, I would do with health insurance. It's listen, these are things that are important. I don't, you know, you may care about it, you may not, but these are things that are fundamentally important about the decision you're going to make. And these are why you're going to want to know. And it's usually something that is, again, relatively uncomfortable of, hey, listen, dude, you're not just buying this thing to satisfy this thing. It's it's way beyond that. These are the risks. These are the things that are important. And you can communicate that before even really talking to them. I'm using air quotes. You cannot see me, but you know what I mean? You don't need to wait for that, that opportunity to tell them. You need to put that opportunity out there because that's going to continue to draw them to you. And that's just going to keep pulling them in further and further and further. And that's that's the thing of inbound selling is depending on how much of this you know, information, taking them from understanding the problem, identifying it for them, helping them solve it, and then continuing further down to present your kind of guiding principles of how you're going to do business, why you do business, why it is important to you, why it is important to them. Then by the time, what do you think that, I mean, if all of that has happened, if all of that has happened before you've actually physically spoken a word to somebody, what do you think that conversation is going to look like? That's the best part, right? That's the most fun. That's why we do this thing. Like that's, that's why all of this, that's why I even talk about it, right? Is that moment that, you know, you've got that person that is in it. They're in it deep. They've watched, you know, 20 videos. They've read 15 blog posts. They've opened 10 emails and then they schedule a call or whatever. And it's, hey, just thank you so much. I, I really appreciate the content. It was very helpful. I've already watched your video. Uh, you were mentioning this plan and I thought that sounded like it might be the best fit for me, but I just got a couple questions. It's, it's how do you get that in front of them and just always remembering where they've come from and, and understanding how much extra knowledge they've already acquired before they even get to you. And I think the traditional sale is more, I need to make sure that I say these things to you or else. And, and it's, 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 I guess it's just an entirely different experience. And it's one that I'm not saying needs to be handled more delicately. It doesn't need like kid kids gloves or anything, but it's, uh, it's by far 
a much more laid back, just listen, just provide the additional information that might, is usually very specific and tailored to their situation that you real, realistically could not address in some form of general video or piece of content. Uh, allow that to happen. Allow you know, and then once that initial conversation is taking place, if you if you don't close the sale, if it's a you know. A, you know, small to medium sized commercial account, you know, that's where, you know, you've, you've had an initial conversation. That's when you need to follow up with even more kind of content. Again, having something that, you know, one, two, maybe three pieces of content that go out after that initial conversation. It's like, oh, here, by the way, based on our conversation, and you'll probably have the same three or four conversations. You can have a couple templates already lined up. You just shoot them the email with the links to the things. And then again, you're still in front of them. Or again, we've talked about video proposals. There's so many different ways to to kind of do this and leverage it to where you are able to extend that sales call, right? You know, I kind of like to look at it as I've got 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes before somebody gets belligerent on me of just having too much insurance like information thrown at them. It's it's okay, great. How do I how do I slow that process down? How do I allow that to be uh, surrounding them in in a in a way that is more convenient, more accessible, uh, more pleasant than just kind of trapping them in a phone conversation, expecting them to understand uh, and make a decision on something all within that window. And that's kind of, I think, the goal of inbound inbound selling is once you're, once you're able to attract them through that method, it doesn't stop there. It's how do you continue to use that content in different ways to shape and flesh out and basically finish the conversation. have a conversation about your strategy when it comes to going to those like company meetings or, or, or just basically any situation involving round tables and you picking a seat because this I mean this happens a lot uh, as an insurance agent or just a business professional I guess but I'm about I don't know maybe 70 30 80 20 I, I prefer to to stake out an empty table myself and I like to see what I attract I like to see what I fetch on the open market in awkward social situations because it just lets you know kind of where you're at in life. You kind of just casually judge people as they walk by you and just like, all right, fine, we're just not gonna be friends today. I'm gonna be okay with that. You're basically at your loss. And occasionally it's fun to sit and mix it up and just kind of say, hey, is there anybody sitting here? Uh, But can we just talk about that for a second? Because I think that's the craziest question ever in life. I, I kind of, I always am tempted to screw with people. It's like, hey, are these seats saved? I was like, yes, they're saved for the 10 people I thought needed to come to this meeting that just are not sitting with me right now. That's what's happening. I guess it's the polite way of kind of saying it's just, I mean, I don't know. It just bothers me because I always just want to be kind of, just kind of want to be a jerk about it sometimes. And be like, yeah, all of these are saved. None of them are for you. You need to go find a different table. Are they ever? I mean, who comes, who rolls up to like one of those meetings with literally eight or 10 people? Cause that's usually how many chairs they have. I'm just curious. Maybe you do. Joey at agencynation.com. If you are, if your agency rolls to the company meeting with 10 people and you, and you are uh, often saving multiple seats, you've got purses, you've got jackets, you've got sweaters, just hanging out like it's like a, like a kid's a kid's uh, you know, Christmas performance or something like preschool you know you're just scoping out the whole row I'm curious what is your strategy to I kind of like to know are you a I'm gonna see what I fetch see what kind of uh, person is going to be attracted to me today kind of thing or or are you a I'm just gonna I'm gonna look for the most least 
obnoxious, potentially annoying person that I have to spend, you know, two hours with. Is that your move? What's your move? I want to know. Joey at agencynation.com. Speaking of awkwardly sitting next to people at round tables or in rows, Elevate, obviously 2019 is happening. There is going to be a conference March 24th, 25th, 26th, stating the obvious things here, in New Orleans, Louisiana. Head on over to elevateconference.com, grab your ticket. Now only like 37 days left before the advanced ticket sales are no longer. Uh, price will go up at that point. So you want to make sure to go ahead and do that. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you guys there.